0: that's that's definitely being cut all right
1: <laughs> it's gonna stay in there no it's-
0: <laughs> <laughs> hello and welcome to filling in the gaps i am justin and i'm darren today we will be discussing a game called the sexy brutal this is a game that I'm rather fond of, that I think Darren is not.
1: Yeah, that's a fair assumption. I really wanted to like it.
0: I really thought you would like it. Mm. As a bit of history, Darren gifted this game to me at one point. I got it in Humble. Mm. And I said, after playing it for a few hours, that he was going to regret having given it to me because it is a fun game and I thought that this would be the type of game well I thought this would be the type of game he would like to play and apparently I was wrong (laughs) but to play it you were able to play it out of the Humble Trove is that right?
1: I have it in Humble Trove but I I got it again in another bundle and it has cards so I installed it this time (laughs) (laughs) because you can't get cards from the Humble Trove so
0: yeah forever in your library now (laughs) the sexy brutal yeah This is a game that involves a bit of puzzling, I think. In a way, it's kind of point and click, but on a much bigger scale. There are a lot of different small stories happening at the same time and an overall big story that carries your character through. You said
1: it was very spy versus spy, and that's a
0: a reference that not many people will
1: get, probably. (laughs) But I totally agree with you. It's really spy versus spy, but in the 21st
0: century. And so much more than what that game ever could yeah. have done. I mean, obviously, there's the comic strip, which is probably much more popular than the tiny game that we played back in the day, but it is a game of kind of exploration of both the physical environment of the sexy brutal, this kind of hotel casino, and exploration of the story as you're given bits and pieces. And like I said, that there's many things going on throughout. So that's, I think, what pulled me in the most, is I start to realize that for every small thing that I was noticing, there's a lot more going on, and I would keep finding out more and more as time went on. And I like that. I like that a lot. There is the element of being able to reverse time, kind of start time over again. I think I feel safe, even in the spoiler-free section, to say that it is a game where You basically are in a time loop so that you will keep starting over and over again. But that's how you're allowed to explore the different storylines. It's how you're able to explore different elements of what's going on.
1: Yeah, there's no death. It's like you can try things, you're allowed to fail because you can. you just restart your day again.
0: Which can be irritating, but at the same time, it is what makes the game work and I enjoy it a lot. I'm going to be saying this many times in the spoiler section, probably, but I am still shocked that Darren doesn't like this game, (laughs) because it seems everything that he would probably want on paper, but for some reason this game just didn't quite work.
1: I don't know why. I mean, well, I do know why, because I've got like six pages of notes why I don't like it. But I agree with you, even. This is a game that I totally should like. I wrote down some stuff, you know, like I love the artwork in the game. I love the music in the game is incredible. I love the characters, I love the idea, I love how... Oh, I can't say that yet. <laughs> no.
0: Well, the thing but, that I thought you would love the most is the fact that you love filling in the gaps. And this entire game is about getting hints of story and bits and pieces here and there, and basically you being able to put it all together. But it didn't work for you. Yeah,
1: I, I don't... I mean, like I said, I've got it all written down without going into too much detail about why, but I felt that the game tried to make me look stupid. And I'll explain that later. I felt sometimes I was cheated and I felt it was being purposely unfair to me. When I thought I had solved something, I was like, wow, this is really clever. And then hopefully I'm rewarded for them being clever and me solving that and being clever. So it's a win-win for both of us. But no, it wasn't that. I felt like the game just constantly tried to cheap shot me every time. And... We can discuss that in detail. I've got actual examples throughout the game where they've done it over and over again. That being said, would I recommend it? Yeah, because it's not a bad game. I just don't like it, and that's not the end of the world. But it is, like you said, it's a good game. A lot of people love this game. It's a great idea, and it's something different. Maybe I just wasn't in the right place at the right time to play this, but once we get into the spoiler section, we can talk about it in more detail.
0: I would definitely recommend it. I think if you are playing most of the games that we've been talking about in the past, this one fits right in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that if you like puzzle games, if you like point and click games, honestly, I think those two tags alone would be enough to get most people who listen to this podcast in the door. And I think give it a try, Uh, especially if you are a monthly Humble Bundle subscriber. At this point, it's free in the trove. Give it a try. assuming that by the time we release this still still in there (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we both kind of recommend it if what we've said entices you give it a try and uh, if you've already played well stay tuned for the spoiler section Welcome to the spoiler section. Darren. Yeah. Do you want to start or you want me to start? Um, let me start.
1: I think if I start, I won't finish.
0: <laughs> you won't finish. It'll just be like And another 12 hours. <laughs> Let's talk about the sexy brutal. So this game is, well, relatively recent by our standards. It's only from uh, April of 2017. It was, I guess it's two game studios, it's Cavalier Game Studios and Tequila Works, and I, I like this game. And I don't like everything about the game, it's not a perfect game, but I think, like you said before, it is something different, mm, and they take a lot of elements from other games, but they made something that feels completely kind of new and special. And I think part of that is what you were saying before about the art style. It's not necessarily my style, but it definitely looks special. It looks like its own thing. Everything pops out in it. It's, so
1: it's obviously because it's a game, it's, on, it's in 2D, but everything is just beautiful. It's really amazing. Every room looks like it's taken months to design and like render it and get it all looking absolutely perfect. They've put a lot of work into how this game looks and how this game sounds as well. It is beautiful.
0: And right from the beginning, you get some really great opening music. You see right away that interesting art style. It works with the controller, which is nice for me. There's a bit of exposition right at the beginning saying the Marquis or Marquis? Marquis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, throws an extravagant party, but this year no one's getting what they want. And uh, <laughs> one of the oddest names, Lafcadio Boone is uh well basically us that's our player character he's passed out and a woman in red speaks and she kind of wakes him up and she gives us a magical mask and then disappears in a pool of blood (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) we are given an interesting ability where we can peek through doors and we can kind of only peek through with a cone of vision. Yeah. So we have to kind of look around the room even if we're peeking through the I guess we're peeking through the lock.
1: Right? Yeah, peeking through the lock. So yeah, if someone's off to the too, if someone's off too far to the left or too far to the right, you can hear them, but yeah, you can't see oh, who are they? Who is that that they're talking to?
0: That adds to the mystery kind of thing. It's we can listen for footsteps, and what's even better is even I think people who might have hearing impairment, you can see the footsteps as well. So This helps anybody, but I think that that extra step is just nice for players who might not be able to hear as well. We follow a character called Reggie, and we get to see him die.
1: Yeah.
0: and It's going to be difficult to clean that up. (laughs) It's going to be difficult to clean it out of the stonework, I believe the henchman says, right? And we see the woman in red again, and she says that for a short time the mask will help keep Boone safe and basically gives him the power to restart the day over and over again.
1: Yeah, cuz well hang on, sorry. The first mask is the grandfather clock mask, is that right? Or is that the second mask?
0: No, that's the first one. The first. So, essentially what you have to do in the very first thing is you need to follow in a shorter area, Reggie, and that henchman we find out the staff are killing the guests and we need to stop them from killing the guests. So, in this case It's a pretty straightforward thing once you know it. I mean, I played this through for the second time for this podcast, and yeah, the first time took me what felt like ages to figure this out. But the second time, it was really fast. Oh yeah, I need to go here, get the dud bullet, put it in the gun, end of story. So you do that, the gun jams, I guess, on the second shot, and Reggie throws a candlestick at the guy and saves himself at that point. point. And then no longer feels the need for his mask. So you put on the mask and you now have the power to have a longer day. So this is really clever as far as building into the story. The fact that the first tutorial death is much shorter. So you don't have to waste as much time. I do believe that as you go through, the murders get longer and longer. The story part gets longer and longer. So They've done a great job of working that into the story and working it into the mechanic as well, that as you get the longer stories, that's when you get the longer days and you don't need them earlier. Yeah. So
1: that that was my kind of first issue, was in the tutorial. I mean, I got through the tutorial pretty easily. I don't understand why he drops a blank. I I found the gun first, and I kind of knew, because they do give you nice hints where they even highlight it in colours, like, oh, this, you know, inverted commas around it basically this could happen and so you know okay i've got to either like stuff cotton wool in it to jam it or i've got to take the bullet out of the gun so he just clicks it you know what you're gonna do you just gotta figure out how to do it so i'm looking around for bullets i'm looking around for stuff but no the guy who gets shot is the one that drops the blank it's like okay fine fair enough i don't like that i don't get it can
0: can i stop you there yeah go because you missed something
1: of course i missed something
0: well, what you could have done yeah. is watched him as he's searching through the safe.
1: Oh, I found it when he was searching through the safe. And I saw him drop it. I'm just saying... Right, but him... he
0: also says, what's all this junk in here? It just falls out of the safe. He's, he's not carrying it. He doesn't uh, right, okay. drop it on purpose. It happened to fall out of it the safe. It was in the
1: safe. Okay, okay. Fair enough. But the next thing is, I really... I love the idea of... Well, actually, I don't like time manipulation as in, All the levels from the Talos Principle that involve time, I hated them. Anything that involves time, looping, I just, I don't know man, my head just doesn't work like that. Where this game, and I'm going to say this, objectively falls flat. I think you're going to agree with me on this. How often did you use the fast forward to four o'clock, fast forward to eight o'clock, or rewind to four o'clock option? For me, zero. I never used that option. It's a dead mechanic.
0: I used it the second time through. Right, okay.
1: Uh, yeah, so you're like me, then the first playthrough you didn't use it at all. What I think this game needs to do, and maybe and I kind of wrote this down as well, I'm sure you've got a nice counter to why this wouldn't work, but I wish that you could just rewind time on the spot and just be like, blah, 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 blah. Just go back and look at something again, rather than having to reset the day or like if you missed a piece of dialogue or if you're waiting for f- seven hours in a cabinet somewhere, waiting for something to happen like I was for 80% of the game and nothing's happening then rather than let time run out to the end just have the ability just to go back an hour or have the ability to go back even 10 minutes or something like that the time mechanic well it's obviously a central mechanic to the game and it's very important because you need the whole ground dog the, you need the whole ground dog ground dog
0: groundhog.
1: <laughs> you need the whole groundhog day aspect to complete the game I just wish they'd let you rewind it on the spot at anywhere in the house. I I felt it was unnecessary for that. Yeah, 8pm and 4pm just seemed so kind of, okay, why? Why not? Why not by the hour? But yeah, that's a minor niggle, maybe. But yeah, the the 4 and 8pm thing I never used.
0: It would be handy in the fact that there are a lot of times where you have to start over and then you have to start everything over. I don't know if maybe that was something they tried and couldn't make quite work. I don't know if it was something that they felt shouldn't happen because the kind of idea with Groundhog Day is that you are going through it. And I think that the end story has to do with that fact. If you could manipulate time that much, then you would solve the game much faster and you wouldn't feel that repetitiveness, that kind of stuck in this loop because you would have so much control over the time. So perhaps it was a conscious choice to do that, to get that feel for the game. As a player, though, yeah, I would much rather be able to control time. Yeah,
1: yeah the reason that i said that they needed a slider on the timer timer i wrote down something for an example i wanted to get into the closet to see what what's her name tequila bell does
0: okay yeah you're way ahead but yeah go ahead
1: at some point i wanted to see what she did with the record at four oh five yeah but if you rewind to four o'clock that doesn't give you enough time to get to that room that's annoying that they're making you go back to 12 anyway you've got to reset and then wait for four hours to see that part. And I did this the entire way through the game. That's what really bothered me about this game. I was always just sitting around, because I don't know, I mean, I think I'm a very patient person, but I lost my patience a lot of... I didn't lose my patience, it just drained me, because I did want to just wait and see what happened, but I felt I had to do that in every scene, for every character, in every room. Because I, I had to, I wanted to piece it together. But things like that are really unfair. It's like, oh, you can rewind to four o'clock, but you can't get to see that part of the story because that happens at four or five. And it's, it's physically impossible for you to get from the, the grandfather clock room to that record room in five minutes. And what she's done has already happened. I think you
0: might've missed a mechanic. What, is there a way to slide time? Okay, so there are a couple of things that maybe you missed out on. Yeah. One is the map. Uh-huh. So once you've seen what a person does oh, you can at track a certain them. time, you, you can, can track it yeah. in the map, okay? Another thing is, did you reset your start to the clock that was in the next room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you still couldn't get over there in can't, time to see? Can't get there in time to see it. So you had to go back to 12 o'clock? Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: No, no, I mean, otherwise I couldn't have completed the game if I didn't know that. Yeah, the chiming the grandfather clock, so that you start in that room. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: you could, you would never be able to complete the game without that. Well, I wasn't sure at what point you start. Oh no, no, I knew that from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. The other thing is, for me, there's just so much else to see. But that... like
1: you said, I wanted to fill in that gap. I wanted to know what was going on in that room, and I did. But it just meant that I had to go back to twelve, right? Where, and that's why I'm saying that that four o'clock, eight o'clock mechanic is broken and. Either give us a slider or just take, or I mean, I guess take it away would be even worse. But like I said, because everything felt so important and there was a lot of story and a lot of things to fill in, I almost felt like I had to just go back to 12 anyway to relive that day and just trail the next person through the, as as best as I could. And then you've got thrown into that, you've got all the people that try and mess with you and you can't be in the same room at the same time, which I totally understand because that would break the game. No direct interference is allowed. And I like that about that. I like the way that they've dealt with that. But yeah. So that, that was all I really wanted to say about the, the time thing and that exact example. Um, I, don't,
0: I don't know. I think I felt it a bit more the first time through. The second time through, I barely felt it because I could just not quite speed run it, but basically. I, I think the first time I just felt that there were so many things to look at and see. Mm. And I was trying to find all the cards. Oh, right. Yeah. Whereas the second time, I didn't care about finding all the cards. <laughs> I've gotten them all. So did you get them all? Yeah, the first time? Yeah, I think there were two. I had to look up in a walkthrough Is there a whole deck like 52 something like that? Yeah, I didn't but I I don't know I I guess I just didn't feel that I did feel that the four o'clock and eight o'clock didn't really make that much sense Because a lot of times there's a lot of things I need to do in that time. So I, I agree. It's probably not that useful But there must be some reason why they wanted it
1: I think even for a a second run through, that's the only time I can see it working. You're like, if you know what's going to happen, like, oh, I need to be in this place at nine o'clock, so I'll just skip to eight. But by that point, you've already solved the problem. The four and eight o'clock doesn't help you solve the problem.
0: Anyway, that's all. Well, maybe it is to be more like your cabinet. It's just the one that you were desperately trying to do. (laughs) It was ill-timed for what you wanted. Maybe, maybe, yeah. So let's talk about the first set of murders. So we have Clay, who's playing some sort of gambling game. Oh yeah, the robot gambling machine. (laughs) Who looks like the Grim Reaper. And there's also some sort of roulette of shots that he's taking. At the same time, Trinity is, I think this is one of the clever things they did that a few of the characters are very kind of invested into the Sexy Brutale, into the way it looks and certain aspects of it. So Trinity created all the statues mm. for the play. So whenever you look at a statue, it will say, oh, there's a nice carving of a moth on it because that's her symbol, apparently and which is why she's dressed as a moth
1: and yeah. nothing to do with a puzzle like what i thought it was i was waiting for this puzzle to appear that never appeared <laughs> oh man come on
0: <laughs> uh. but she basically is eaten by a giant spider yeah that's right yeah. and this i thought was a really fun puzzle where it took me a long time the first time but then once i knew how it worked it was it was great yeah i need to get this guy i mean there's all Kinds of ways I tried to get in and save her ahead of time or block her or stop her or stop him. Especially since I knew he was going to be poisoned. How do I stop him from being poisoned? But basically, it was a timing issue. I need to get him to see what's going to happen to her before she dies. And he goes in and saves her for me. I don't have to save them both. In fact, I don't really have to save either one. I have to get them to save each other. And I I did like that. I thought that that worked pretty well.
1: Yeah, That's my first point of me feeling stupid. Because I'm like, oh, there's a shot glass. It's labeled. It's a different color, even. And it's on a tray. And it's on a wheel, like a ticking time bomb. And there's a lot of time between shots. He's got like 12 shots to drink. That gives me a ton of time to get to the bar, looking for drinks. Oh, there's drinks made of poison in here. Maybe there's... The, what's that room called? The bar? It's not called the Viper Lounge. It's something like that, though. The, the Poison Lounge. <laughs> but it's like, oh, maybe there's an anti-venom. It's like, so I'm thinking like something that makes sense. Get an antivenom to stop this. It's poison. And he drinks it and we see that he dies. The result, the end was just such a letdown. It's like something completely old school, broken sword, doesn't make sense solution to a problem. Like put the ring on the cat's tail and then he'll jump and do a backflip and something will come out of his mouth and hit the dog and the dog presses the button. Like go in the back and do this CCTV thing. And then he sees that. It's like you set everything up. For this puzzle, it gave me all the information I needed. Purposely denied me that for some really abstract solution. That, that was strike number one for me.
0: I definitely thought differently. Yeah. Because the first thing I found was the codes for the CCTV camera. So then I realized mm-hmm. that that must be useful and I have to figure that one out. Yeah.
1: I found those and I found the codes for something else, but I'd never, I don't think I ever got to use them. Oh, there was different codes for different cameras or something like that. But yeah, so red herring number one, big red herring number one. Okay, fool me once. Let's go on, Let's continue.
0: <laughs> With this now you have, once you've saved them both, you now get perfect hearing. Yep. And you can now hear people as you go back through the story again. Now when they were whispering and you couldn't hear them, now you can. Those... Messages are decipherable, and that's how you get the code for certain rooms, and you can move now on to the next victim, which is Willow Blue. and this one was pretty dark. Yeah, I like this one actually, because here we have the well the, the sacrifice suicide yeah she, yeah she 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 kills herself and you hear the bell ringing. And the thing is, probably already heard the bell ringing and didn't know why. This is one of the greatest things about this game, is the fact that there are all these hints as to what's going on throughout the Sexy Brutale. There are all sorts of reminders of what the other deaths are. You hear a gunshot, the electricity flickers, you hear a bell. There are all kinds of things that hint at what you will see and remind you of what you've already seen.
1: Yeah, I love that. There's just gunshots going on, people falling out of windows all at the same time. I I love that about the game because you're like, Oh, that's another one i got to solve. Like, as soon as I saw, like, when you're in the main kind of atrium part and you see that guy falling through into the garden, you're like, I'll get to him later.
0: (laughs) So I love that. I absolutely love that. For this one, what I really love about this one is you really couldn't save her the first time. And in fact, you kind of need her to die so that you can get the key and then start time over with that key. Um, You don't start with a key though, right? You need to use the key to find information.
1: Yeah, you got to open something with the key and then that information. That's what I like about this. Be-
0: because physical objects go disappear. away, but information stays. So once you know the password to the guest rooms, you always know it. You don't have to go back and yeah. get it again. And
1: that makes sense. And that makes the game that would make the game even more frustrating if you've constantly forgot things. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> but that's again the Groundhog Day effect where yeah, we keep the information. Yeah. And so I think that that works very well. It I does. like that as a mechanic. Yeah. It's frustrating to have to find the objects again, but it makes sense. Yeah.
1: Especially like me when I forgot like where did i get that key for that chest again i picked it up but i couldn't use it last time and now it's the end of the day and it's gone i will have to look for it again because those maps get insane towards the end where there's rooms with like six doors in them and i got lost a lot in towards the end of the game so who was that Uh, sorry yeah her special power was communion with the dead yeah
0: yes yeah but before we get that we have to fill the hungry charm it's a Cool idea. You take the charm and you basically get blood from different fish. Yeah. But I found that even the second time playing through, I seem to have found the recipe for it, but it doesn't actually say what the recipe is. So you kind of have to guess. And I didn't really like that. I did find that that was kind of a weakness in that puzzle.
1: Yeah. Obviously, you find the charm first because it's just on the floor somewhere, isn't it? And you can go to the location where you're supposed to be, but until you find the recipe, that spot won't activate. Yeah. Kind of makes sense that if you didn't really know that you did that. But then why not say like, oh, the recipe says go to the fish, you know. Or
0: tell us what fish we need to go see. And maybe it's a glitch in my copy, but I've Twice now played it, and both times was a bit perplexed as to which fish it was, and the second time, at least I knew what I was doing, so I could run through and guess, but the first time, I really had no clue. I was like, well, what is the recipe? Where is the recipe? Is it hidden in my inventory? And even the second time through, I, I couldn't figure that out. But this is where you have to stop the psycho fish from taking over her and convincing her to kill herself, so I poured water on the candle to stop him, and... Then you actually get to see him for what he really is because it looks like a cute little fish and then you <laughs> see it as this giant piranha kind of thing. Yeah, or Really even more like an, an anglerfish because yeah. it's it's got the,
1: the lantern on this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. With her power, we can see the ghosts and all of a sudden now there are other things that start to make sense. Because if you had seen the conversation between Tequila Bell and Willow Blue before this point, you would have. Thought you understood the conversation, but didn't realize that Willow was actually speaking to the ghost, saying things like, get away from here, not talking to Tequila Bell, but talking to the ghost, who's being not very polite. (laughs) About things he's saying about tequila. And yeah, so I thought, oh, that was really interesting to get that extra element of the story. And the ghosts add a whole new element to what's going on in this place. Because there are certain points where you would walk into something and you couldn't go further. Oh, you feel cold. Oh, yeah, well, that's because there's a ghost there in your way and you need to talk to them. Yeah. So this takes us to Tequila Bell, who you were already very frustrated with because you would jump to four o'clock and not have enough time to go see what she was doing.
1: Yeah. The solution for this one is very simple. It's Mm -hmm. really easy. Uh, Almost too easy, but it took me forever to do this one. (laughs) I
0: I will say, even the second time, I made the mistake of trying desperately to go get the other record. Oh, from the bar. Yeah. Right. Which I think can be done, but it has to be done just perfectly. Right. I did find the first time the timing to be very frustrating. I couldn't seem to quite get the timing right. But the second time through, yeah, I knew exactly what I was doing. And it's great. But this is the time where after she dies and she just gets thrown down the chute. I love that. It's like, here's a ceremonious funeral for you. Just down the garbage chute. And she arrives in the spider room. So you could have seen her already.
1: Yeah, because I thought that was Clay from the original part. I thought, oh, he's been bundled in there as well but no it's her
0: i will say this i think this is possibly the most ridiculous death in the game oh the the shattering glass yeah
1: i mean she's an opera singer and there there are if you read the stuff there's does the whole like this song is special cuz she hits that special note that it can shatter crystal
0: Yes, okay, but here's my problem. Okay. What sound wave shatters crystal and also brings it closer to you?
1: <laughs> Maybe there was a vacuum on the other side of the room or something. No, no, there'd have to be a vacuum on this side of the room for it to shatter it inwards, wouldn't there?
0: And wouldn't the henchman be afraid of also being attacked by the glass? <laughs> by crystal. He's basically right in front of the stage playing the piano. True. So I think they possibly didn't quite think this one through, especially since right after that, once you have that power and you use it, the glass goes away from you. It doesn't come towards you. So I have found that part to be kind of weak. But Ah, it's a in a game that I love it's kind of hard to It's a work of fiction. Yeah. (laughs) You can can let them have it.
1: But what I will say, just to kind of jump back now, is the other thing that annoyed me about this game is every time you get a mask, maybe not every time, but sometimes throughout the game, like, for example, Willow's power and the locksmith, the lockpicking guy, they give you the power and they tell you the mechanic and they introduce that new mechanic to you saying, oh, you can do this. But then they withhold that from you until a time when they deem it ready to be used. Like the lighting the candles, you, you're like, oh, I can see ghosts now, but you still can't light the candles. I still can't get through this space or whatever. They do that with that one, with the, the ghost seeing one, and they do it with the lock pick. Oh, I can pick any lock, but not this one. <laughs> like Come on, come on. Stop introducing mechanics that aren't, like you saying that they do one thing, but, but you withhold that power until later. Just don't give it to me until then. Until you're ready for me to start using it. And don't give me up. The guy who literally in the game says, I can pick any lock in my sleep, but just not this handful of locks. Really? Just don't put a lock on the door. Just bolt it from the other side. <laughs> uh anyway, okay. There's more.
0: <laughs> you do get to use some of those things like the lock picking, the glass breaking. You get to use them going back and looking for cards, basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The lockpick is used for a lot of chests. And some of the doors, but not all of the doors. Even the doors that have locks on them. I don't know if this will fit in here, but did you notice as well that only some of the rooms in the game are labelled on the map? and are also labelled as you walk into them. It'll be like, the study. It doesn't exactly say the study, but it'll it'll tell you where you are for some of the locations, but not for all of them. So some of the rooms are labelled, and some of the rooms which you get labelled keys for, like this is for the master bedroom. But the master bedroom isn't labelled. Ah, Sometimes I wonder if these guys were half asleep when they were making this game. Things like this just are, they're gimmies, they're easy. I don't know if they're purposely trying to mess with me and make me angry. If so, well done, guys. But what are you trying to do here? You, you're just doing this on purpose, it seems, to make things difficult that shouldn't be difficult. Do you know what I mean? Like They've labelled the rooms that aren't important, giving you labelled keys, but then not labelled those important rooms where you use the keys. Not for all of them. For some of them. I noticed it because I wrote it down.
0: I just don't even remember this, so yeah, go yeah. on.
1: And, yeah, I don't have anything else to say on that. I just wondered, like, yeah, there's a lot of red herrings in this game. Too many. For a regular puzzle, like, we've talked about escape rooms and stuff before, it's like, the general rule is like one per room. Anything more than that, and you're starting to mess with people's patience. I found that there was multiple red herrings. I guess because the story is broad and overarching, you can stumble upon those same red herrings. Or maybe they come into play later, because you're repeating some of the same rooms over and over again. But I felt there was too many of them. A lot of red herrings. Anyway, <laughs> get that off my chest. <laughs> That's fine.
0: I, just, I didn't feel that way. Yeah, yeah. As well. We're pushed. Now... Down into the theater. And here's another double murder. With oh, just the magicians. Grayson and Red. Well, sort of. I mean, they're not really magicians. He is... He's an, escape,
1: a, he's an escape artist.
0: Right. Well, one can pick locks and the other one is just really strong. I think it was meant to be a magician would come in here. But they were looking for something called the Moloch egg, which is supposed to be worth a lot of money. The one character checks on it. Grayson, I guess, checks on it. He is trapped and spikes start lowering and Red eventually will die of electricity trying to save him. I like this puzzle. This is where you get your lighter finally. And so now you can start actually lighting the candles that hadn't been lit before so that you can see what the ghosts are saying and talk to them. They often give you hints. This is one of those times where you see henchmen seeming to disappear into a room where they can't disappear. I mean, there's no other exit, and I think it was at this point in the game where I finally went, wait a second, there's something going on here, and I remember that even from the first time, but I don't remember noticing it before that.
1: Noticing the henchman disappearing? Yeah. I'd never noticed it either,
0: no. So here we have to essentially open a secret compartment, which we only find out because we can talk to the ghost, we have to then time opening the gate with red as he's running in the back trying desperately to pull the switch yeah
1: you got got synchronized switch pulls
0: basically which they've done very well by lighting them i think because i remember the first time going this is going to be impossible how will i know when he's pulling the switch and when he's not
1: oh do they light them up when he's pulling them
0: yes so i was
1: was just mashing it like over and over
0: over. (laughs) (laughs) again i think the the first time i played that's how i did it the first time but yeah you you can pull it. Basically, it's like red, red, green. So when it turns green, you need to pull it. Right. Oh, That's fair enough. That's, that's a good... See, that's
1: good. That's nice. That was nice of them.
0: One thing I will say here is I hadn't been paying much attention to this. I had forgotten about this from my first playthrough. It was at this point that I messed up. <laughs> so somebody died and I went to the body and got their invitation the invitation is what gives in your inventory the information about that character and the backstory on that character so it's kind of sad you kind of have to wait for them to die then search the body in order to get the information about them second time through i was not really worried about the first time sometimes it was a bit tricky getting
1: how do you get the invitation because i got one and then i just i gave up on getting them (laughs) uh how do you get how do you get Willow's invitation then because you can't reach her on that where she's hanging from
0: that's a good question I don't remember yeah. I didn't do it this time so I.
1: alright mm, okay so is that how you get all of the invitations then you gotta search you basically have to mess up let them die and then get them from their bodies Is that so so there must be like what one two three four five, six, eight invitations or something like that is there how many characters are there eight nine nine
0: something like that you don't get the, the last guy you don't get but...
1: well he can't invite himself can he
0: no yeah. <laughs> I like this puzzle. I like the fact that you had to kind of work in time with somebody else. I liked seeing the guards talk to each other
1: because they sound like Agent Smith from The Matrix. They're just weird, like, is he in position? Yes. How do we feel about that? Excellent. <laughs> <Or> whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, it's just they speak really creepy to each other in short, short sentences, words at times. I like that about the these creepy kind of weird guards, butlers. Were you still
0: playing at this point?
1: What do you mean? Sorry, was they still playing?
0: I thought you stopped. Playing. Oh no, right, I finished it. Did you finish it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you stopped because I want to talk about it because towards f- you threatened to just watch it. Oh, I did,
1: t- I did, but then I I decided like no, I won't be beat because no, 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 something changed. Well, we'll talk about this as we get through maybe the, the next murder, but I felt that. That whole middle part, the tutorial was on point. The beginning of the game got too difficult, too quick for me. And it felt like a very, very, very long tutorial. And then by the end of the game, I was like, oh, I understand this game now. And I had a real good time playing the very last level. And I saw it through to the end. But yeah, it was just the entire middle part. It was really frustrating. Super, super frustrating.
0: I think the next part is the one that really got you. This is Oram and Thanos. Yeah. The architect in the wheelchair. And the guy, I, I don't know, I guess he's a musician or something. I, I don't know what Oram The really guy in the, does. The
1: guy in the wheelchair?
0: No, the other guy. Thanos is an architect and he, yeah, he basically designed this. His, uh, his
1: friend Oram... Is a musician.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I vaguely remember being something like that uh they get burned in an elevator (laughs) in an oven yeah that leads down to what like the furnace or something it's supposed to this is tricky even the second time through i remember this being just really tricky and going i know what i need to do but the timing and making sure you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing finding the missing arm for the kind of slot machine getting through and following, because what I found was I tried to set everything up so that it couldn't be messed up, but it still was. And so I had to go through and make sure that everything was set the way that it was supposed to be. There is an issue of timing. If you don't get to it just in time, then the arm becomes broken and you can't, even though they're just talking. Oh, really? Yeah. Even though they're just talking and you have Another minute where you could keep pulling and get to the, I think the heart is what you needed. Yeah. Unfortunately, once they start talking, they're kind of locked in. And so the machine will break. Oh my
1: God. I'm glad I didn't find that out. That would have been another part of my notes. (laughs) I would have gone nuts if they'd done that. Like, (laughs) oh, now they're just breaking it on you, like on purpose. Oh no. But. I wrote here, I'm obviously getting quite angry by this point. I'm writing, remember in Groundhog Day when Bill Murray just commits suicide over and over again? Yeah, that's how I feel.
0: Yeah, you don't get that option, though.
1: Yeah, I almost did in real life.
0: You did not. No, know. I did not. That's, that's, that's a joke.
1: <laughs> so, this level, it was interesting, but yeah, I mean, it was hard. I agree with you. This one was tough. And
0: But, but I like the fact that, again, they built this up. This one takes a lot of time and a lot of planning. And using multiple skills that you've acquired, but I felt like it built up to this. Yeah. And the thing is, really, for me, this puzzle, the first time through, the second time through, this was the most complicated. Mm. And I feel like that works story-wise because after this, you want things to move faster. The mystery starts to be answered, so you want things to happen faster. But until this point, you're still exploring and you're still trying to figure things out.
1: And the rooms in this side, in this wing of the house, this is where I said, like, it's like a maze at some points. There's a lot of doors, a lot of places. So there's a lot of exploration you got to do before you even attempt to understand what's going on. I found that by this point, I'm starting to, like, OK, forget the characters, like, let them die, let them die. I just want to see, I've just got to look through all the rooms first, get items, see where things are. Get any information that I can, because information will stay with me. Oh, they're dead. Okay, time to rewind. Now, try and track someone. I tracked the Mozart guy, uh, Orem um, first. And then you get to that point where you can't go through, because it's locked. And, but then I got the I got gotta the handle. go through the library. Gotta go through the library and yeah. all that kind of stuff, yeah. And then I got the handle, I know what's going on. I think I'm being really smart. And I've like, got the code, da, 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 and then it's like <laughs> go there and I'm waiting... And they're like, no, that's not the code that I put in because this doofus is changing all of them to the wrong ones. So I was like, okay, die and do it again. And then for some reason, though, I was flicking all of them just one ahead. So that, or yeah, one behind. Sorry. So the next one would be the heart. The one. But for some reason, maybe I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong. But at least one or two times it felt that it wasn't landing on the right one. I don't know.
0: I think that's the case because I think I found that as well. That's why I, I was said, saying it might be a I had to go back through and I had to I had to follow him. Sure. Yeah.
1: I had to follow him and just like correct them all behind him. Or, or I would go in ahead, I'd put them two ahead so he, just to make sure that he didn't do anything wrong, so it was just a case of me just hitting it one more time and then getting to the the right one. This is the other problem. This is maybe why I wrote the note down about the rooms are labeled cuz he tells you where all the machines are but they're not labelled in the game. Ah, and that, that's frustrating as hell, man. It's like, don't even bother giving me the information then. Just say there's four machines in the building somewhere. They don't tell me, oh, there's one in the the whatever room. The entrance hall. It's like, well, where is the entrance hall? Which one is the entrance hall? But anyway, did it. Satisfactory ending. I love that room is brilliant where the furnace is. Like, that's so beautiful just to look at as well. Yeah, so who's next? The, we we, we had...
0: Well, let me talk to you. There, the first time through, Yeah. this is for me... What I would say is the big red herring for me was the fact that and this is the tip that I gave you before you ever started playing. Yeah. Is that you can't save everybody. Okay. Because what I tried desperately to do for so long was time it so that I could try to save everybody. Can you not save everybody? Not at the same time.
1: Oh, did you? were you trying to save everyone at the same time?
0: Yes. Oh, man. I thought that there would be a way to save everyone and that that must be what I'm trying to do. So the number of times that I started the game day trying to save clay and trinity oh, while also reason. trying to save willow blue while also trying to save tequila bell and no that's impossible yes yeah. it is but i didn't realize that <laughs> i thought that clearly that's what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to figure out the perfect pattern the perfect timing oh to save everyone
1: i thought that was what the game was building up to i did not think you had to do that right now I no thought- no
0: no but i That's what I was trying to do. So I was trying to figure out that puzzle, a puzzle that wasn't meant to be solved.
1: Right. Yeah. I thought they were just like, you can save them all, but just individually. And then you have to let them die
0: uh, later on. So we'll get into why that's kind of doubly irritating for me a bit later. But it's after this point that I realized that that's not what this game is about because you're led into a whole new section which is so different than the others. You go through this kind of what I I refer to as a double wing puzzle. So there's a door off to the right a door off to the left right in front of you is a kind of tree and you need to solve all the stuff on the sides before you can get into this main door and this part it's a little like visually weird because you go into the room where there's the giant record player and you're running on the record yeah what was that you get something in that room you get a card you get a
1: card but yeah why I was like it's almost like Alice in Wonderland type stuff there's another room where and I was looking for a way to open up this but there's like it's like piled up books or bits of paper that make a path, but you, there's a gap in the path. Cards. I was like, cards, and you can't get to the other side. i tried to get to the other side so many times and that, but again, another red herring.
0: Well, um, I think you need to have all the cards to get across.
1: Oh, can you can you get across that then? What's on the other side of it?
0: I think the final card, I think, is on ah, the other side. Okay. I think there's a certain, I mean, gosh, I've not. Done that for like a year, but vaguely remember. I think that you need to have the cards in a certain order to get to that so you, card.
1: You can bridge
0: that to get to the, yeah. like the last. Like card. I think they're, you know, it's kind of like the royal, royal flush trade or something. Yeah, like right, you, yeah. you need, you need to there. There's some sort of order to it them that you makes need to sense have.
1: for a casino. Yeah.
0: But uh, what I do love, though, is I think the pinball thing was kind of fun. You just get the ball, and then you go and you play that game. You don't really get to play, unfortunately. But you get that. You have to do the weird pattern with the guy on the surgery table.
1: Yeah, I I don't know You have to kind of that. bring
0: him back to life.
1: Like, I don't know if I missed something. I just did that by trial and error. I don't know if that's how you're supposed to do it, or if there was a way.
0: I think there are hints as you push buttons, but... It's not a very it's not, hard it's, it's not
1: complicated, yeah, but I wasn't sure if like I should come back later, but I stuck with it. It only took, like, yeah, like, it's not complicated. Five minutes.
0: What did cause me trouble the first time through was the, the tree. tree, but that is a beautiful puzzle. It's a great puzzle. Because it fits into the theme of everything that's going on. Now, obviously, there is the problem where nothing else in the place changes from time to time. So why is this tree? But I love it symbolically, and I love the way it kind of works thematically with the story and everything that's going on. So I will give it that. I think that it's a a beautiful idea for a puzzle, simple once you know what you're doing. So you basically make the tree grow until that cable glows and then you can go inside and now you get to see the guy in the gold skull mask and you're speaking to the woman in red. There's also a man with kind of another gold mask who's being tortured inside. Now, we'll say this. (laughs) He does say, oh, this looks a bit cruel that I make this man watch until he cries and then drowns in his own tears. And I was like, well, come on. Come on. How how many tears can you possibly have? I don't think it's quite possible. Not to make a full tank. If it was just maybe his head in a tank, <laughs> yeah. maybe. But even that would be a lot of tears.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be, it would be, um, you would need some uh, Ryan Reynolds aviation gin tears for that.
0: One thing I will say at this point is I did double check this at pretty much any point when story is happening, any cut scene is happening, you can't pause the game, which is just something I would love it if every developer would do. Yeah. Because the number of times where some emergency could happen or something could come up and you just want to pause it so that you can go do whatever you need to do and then come back to it and not... Have to accidentally skip the story. Yeah. I mean, you have to keep in mind that sometimes I'm waiting to like go to the bathroom or something until I've hit a certain point. And you don't know there's a cutscene coming up because the first time you play it. And cutscenes can sometimes be really long. Metal Gear Solid? Not so much in this one, but what?
1: (laughs) Metal Gear Solid? 45 (laughs) 45 minute cutscenes?
0: Yeah. So. That you cannot skip? (laughs) Yeah. That's certainly one that I remember. Okay, so the old man in the tank is the battery running everything, apparently. The tank man helps Boone to escape, and we're given the teardrop signet ring, which gets us into the little house. cabin in the garden. The cabin is on fire. We have to do this thing. Like He goes, oh, if only I could have gotten here sooner. Oh, well, I just restart the day. And then there it is. We get in, we meet Eleanor, and she asks us to speak to Lucas, he's got a bad plan going, and gives us the ruby heart ring, which is going to get us into the doors, I believe, at the top of the furnace room? Yes, that's right. And Eleanor's mask is going to allow us to walk through mirrors.
1: Which took me a long time to work out, that ruby ring. 'Cause it's got again, this is another another example of where they're messing around with the rules of their game. Up way up until then, if it's got like a blue circle around it, that just means you can't go in it. You cannot use that ruby ring on any other, other blue circle doors, but it works on this one for some reason. That is annoying again. It's like
0: Yes. But they do specifically tell you that's the room to go to. Oh, did they? I missed that.
1: Did they say it was in the first room?
0: Yeah. She says you need to go to the room where... I, I think it's the woman in red who says that you need to go to the room where Orym and Thanos died ah, okay. and go to that door. Okay, well then, that, that would make sense. Then. <laughs> but I think that it's at this point and really something I have a problem with in this game and probably some other stories as well, but I'll just point it out for this one is they're a bit heavy handed with the foreshadowing to the point where they're basically giving everything away. First off, the only woman with red hair and then the woman in red has red hair. And she says, Eleanor, pregnant Eleanor says, oh, I've, I think my husband's got a bad plan. So we already know that something is going to go wrong with this plan. We already know that something is weird in this world. So I feel that they've been a bit heavy handed at this point. And then it gets even worse because there's a bit of scene just after we walk through the mirror where the woman in red basically, like, holds her stomach as though she's sad she doesn't have the baby. It's just too much. She also, at another point, kind of references the fact that her uncle is Reggie, I think, which, if you got the invitations, that would have given away a lot, I believe. Right. I think that they were just too much at this point. Just way too much, like, here's what's gonna happen. (laughs) Because then it takes away the fun of actually finding it out within the story.
1: And they've been so not generous with giving you any information (laughs) up until now.
0: And then all of a sudden it's like, we can't wait to tell you what's gonna happen. It's at this point that the gold skull guy takes us on a tour, shows us everybody dying. And here's another part where I get really frustrated with the story because he basically says, I oh, know yeah, well, none of this stuff is real. So, I, especially the first time through when I had wasted so much time trying to save everyone desperately and trying to find the secret timing to save everyone at once and then finding out oh well that couldn't happen and it doesn't really matter because these people didn't really die this way anyway. <laughs> I wish spiders grew this big, but they don't. Oh, okay. No, they didn't really die this way, or this way, or this way. No, sorry, that's all. It was all a dream. Yeah, (laughs) it was so frustrating. Yeah, because it's a cool
1: idea, it's like giant spiders, weird freaky casino. I liked it better that way.
0: Yeah. I liked it much better that way. And you start saying, no, no, it's, none of that stuff is real.
1: I was like, oh. Yeah, it'd be like the end of Grim, Grim Fandango when they are just like, oh, Manny wakes up. And he's a human. And he's a human. Yeah. <laughs> Phew. <laughs>
0: but we're basically led into what's going to be the big reveal, I guess where we see Lucas and we find out he's planning to blow up the Sexy Brutale because it's losing money and he's about to have a family. So he wants to restart everything again. So he lamely, his big plan is to get insurance money. So he set up a bomb, but he's done something wrong and it's going to blow up too soon and the whole place catches on fire. The woman in red makes it no secret that she's clearly... Like, there are too many hints she drops here at this point that she is Eleanor. And basically, at that point, I know everything that's happening. And this puzzle, the first time, really irritated me and kind of frustrated me. I think at this point, I just wanted to be done with it. like, okay, well, nothing seems to really matter anyway. Like so many other stories where we've been led to believe something is true, but it's all in imagination or purgatory or some other coma. I think we mentioned that one before. Then I'm like, I'm not, I'm no longer now as interested in the story as I was before. I felt like there was something more here.
1: I did like the reveal where all the guards take their masks off.
0: I do think when it's the guard, so for those who maybe haven't played for a while, what happens is you have to stop the bomb from going off prematurely. So you have to go get wire cutters, and then you have to restart the day, but from the bomb. And that took me a long time to figure out, because the clock's on the bomb. Oh, yeah. And so I need to reset my save point to the bomb, because I kept going back and forth between the two rooms, not knowing how to do it. Second time, I remember, boom, it makes perfect sense. Is kind of a clever puzzle but the first time really frustrating but then you get the reveal oh well it's lucas and the guy in the gold skull is of course lucas and then boone is also lucas yeah so yes but it's so weird because throughout the game we've been referred to it by a different name so many times the characters say oh Lucas respects you so much. I want you to talk to him. You want me to talk to myself? Like so much of the other conversations they've had with this character now don't seem to really make sense. And I'm not sure exactly what they're trying to go for there.
1: I thought that maybe, this is a long shot, Hmm. but I thought maybe they were doing like a kind of
0: thing where- (laughs) Well, spoilers for- (laughs) Oh (laughs)
1: yeah. Okay, delete that. I wonder if that's the same kind of thing. They're all like, oh, you should talk to Lucas. They're trying to help him remember. But again, that, that doesn't really fit with what the but story is But it doesn't fit because anyway.
0: all these characters are they're just in They're not real his anyway, yeah. yeah. So because they're all in his head, it doesn't make sense to me. And yeah, I do actually. feel like when you said you didn't like it, at first I thought you had gotten through. And you thought, oh, yeah, the ending of the story is a bit weak, which I can totally support. I think at this point the story isn't quite as interesting as it was before. I wanted the giant spiders. I wanted the weird Venom In the shot glass and the roulette. I wanted the weird magic death. You know, the magic. They're checking out the egg and they get caught in this trap. Yeah. And it's this cunning ploy by this evil mastermind. But no, it's all just in our head. It's in the character's head. So, I mean, even, can you
1: explain to me? Because I don't, by this point, I think I just switched off. And I was like, so, Lucas is Boone,
0: yeah? Yes. Well, it's more like Boone is Lucas. He's old, though, which is why they've shown him with the big white mustache. Right. So he's now old... All the other characters are still stuck in that time in his head. But Boone is actual Lucas who survived all this. And he jumped just... out the window and he survived, whereas everybody else burned to death. Okay.
1: And so he's presumably in Arkham Mental Asylum. Re- Something like that. Reliving this.
0: Yeah. So that leads to the final thing. And I do like this because I like stories where your main character is left with a choice at the end. And so you're given the choice to either restart the day or to end it and say, you know what, I I can't be completely forgiven, but it's time to move on. And so I do like that. I feel like right at the tail end, they gave me something that I wanted. And you, as the character, get to make that choice. Do you want to start over, or do you want to end it and say yes, I accept responsibility, kind yeah. of thing? I accept it and. The lady in red says, you know, how long do you think these people would actually want you to suffer? They probably wouldn't want you to suffer forever. Whereas the gold skull version of him is saying, no, we should never be forgiven for this. And so you have to make that choice and make some decent arguments on both sides. And you need to decide. What did you decide the first time? I think the first time I I started over because I wanted to try and save everyone. (laughs) I think I was so convinced that there was a way that I could save everyone. And then I had to look it up. Is there a way to save everyone? Trying desperately not to find the answer because I, I really wanted to find this answer. So frustrated that there wasn't one. I'm hoping that there will be a game, something like this in the future, where we will be able to save everyone. And that that's the point. A more kind of going into the idea of just, like, source code, where basically you have to keep going mm. into the same situation over and over again. And each time, because you gain more knowledge, you can possibly have a better outcome. Yeah. So I, I would like to kind of see that element to the game. Maybe something that isn't so kind of mental, coma, I need to be forgiven kind of thing. I would like it to be something that's more real.
1: Even sci-fi, like... Yeah, like a time travel just... Wasn't there... What was the movie? There was a movie like that where they had like 10 minutes to do something. Not run, Lola,
0: run. Because <laughs> uh... that was my first thought, which is it's 20, min- 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's 20,
1: 20 minutes. minutes. No, it was uh, It was like a thing where they had, they had a watch and they could hit the watch and then it would just like... It would loop like five minutes. It was a really short time and they could do something and then they could see what happened that way and then they would loop out of that and then they could keep going back and doing things and that over and over again.
0: I don't know specifically that one, but there is the Nicolas Cage movie, I think next, where he kind of has that ability to see five minutes into the future or something. It wasn't a Nicolas Cage film. (laughs) (laughs) I know that it has weaknesses. I know there's not a perfect game, but the first time I played it, boy, did I feel like it was something different, something special, something all its own. Taking elements from other things, but really making a unique whole that I really appreciated.
1: I can't argue with that, man. Yeah.
0: And I feel like as a filling in the gaps, I mean, getting to fill in the gaps of what each person is doing, getting the hints leading up to it was just a beautiful way to do storytelling, to give joy through exploration that I don't get in a lot of other games. And so for me, this game was a total win. I was very happy to get it. I was very happy to play it. And I was very happy to play it again a second time to come at it with kind of veteran eyes. I've been through this before. What is it like to play through the second time? And it's not quite as enjoyable because there's a lot of red herrings throughout. I mean, you can interact with so many different things and get little versions of what Boone thinks about the things he's looking at. But the second time through, it's like, oh no, I'm just going to get right to the end. I just want to get right to the end. So I didn't quite enjoy it as much the second time. But I still think that it is such a special game, a unique game, that it's one I'm happy to promote and get people interested in.
1: I'd say the same. I mean, just because I didn't like it doesn't... I mean, that's that's unfair. I'm not going to say I didn't like it. I may sound like I hated it. There's a lot of things I didn't like about it, but as a game... I appreciate what it's trying to do and I think there's a lack of these kinds of games that do this kind of stuff you know it's it is a really unique game I just think that a lot of the things I don't know maybe they were missing some people in a certain department like just to check you know like fine-tooth comb some things they've got a really good overall idea but I think they they missed out a lot of little bits even in my notes towards the end here it's uh Again, with the, with the rooms, <laughs> they don't label some of the really important rooms, but they do label the bar, which has the word bar already in there, <laughs> but there's also a subtitle, but this is the bar. Yeah, just things like that, where if you'd done some proper kind of QA, then these small niggles wouldn't be in the game. And yeah, I think, I just feel they were focused on maybe, obviously they've got to focus, because it's a hard thing, time, managing a game about time travel Probably is not very easy, and not not probably isn't very easy. And to make it work as well as they have, yeah, but yeah, red herrings abound. And yeah, like I said, even the part with part in the bar, as we're talking about the bar, that part in the bar where you've got to listen for the password. Again, I thought I was being really smart about this because you like you go in the, the wardrobe and you wait for him, the record's playing, and you can't hear the password, you can just there's just a little. Music bubble, like, all oh, right, okay, restart, go back, you gotta just, just, by the end of it, I was just like, I didn't give a hoot about those masks attacking me. I was just like, I'm running through these rooms now. I'm not, I don't care about that anymore. It's like burning through. I don't care if they take my health off. I, that wasn't, that's obviously not something they weren't trying to kill you with that ever. They were just like, no, just, it was You, you very just can't slow. stay here for that long. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. You so, can't be here when other things are happening.
1: Exactly. Get out. Well the, the, the story's unfolding. Like you can Which actually, I, I like appreciate. that. I think that's fine. That's fine. Because it, it, it's otherwise if they like put invisible walls to block you getting into rooms, that would be a huge that'd be a worse problem. Anyway, so I get into that room again the next time I take the record off. He says the password, but oh no, he says he doesn't say the password. That's right. But he like gets let in, and I'm, uh, why? Oh, because I thought I was. Bi- I'll listen to the password, and I'll restart the day, and then I'll copy the password. No, you're stupid, Darren. Sorry. And again, stop making me feel stupid. Like that next thing that uh okay, so now he
0: just look. said it by accident. He doesn't.
1: One of the bar patrons says it. He's like, we all know the passwords X Y Z. Just mm. let him in. Like,
0: okay, right. So that's
1: what it is. Okay, you got me again just please throw me a bone, guys. And I felt they did that a lot, especially in the middle game. And that's what I mean. By the end of the game, I was fully switched on and I knew what I was doing. But it was a long, frustrating ride to get to that that last level.
0: I think that's it. (laughs) So if you like this episode, if you like what we do, by all means, check out our other episodes or check out our other podcast, Buyer's Remorse, in which we subject each other to games that are in our library, but we haven't played yet. There are... A lot of them. A lot of gems. And not so much. <laughs> we also have our Steam group, under the same name, Filling in the Gaps, where we do reviews, we put out announcements for upcoming episodes, and Darren is very good at giveaways.
1: I love doing giveaways. I'm the, I'm the giveaway person, yeah. So if you want to solve some puzzles to win some games, join the group, give it a go. Some of them are hard, some of them are... Well, not so hard.
0: And if you want to leave us some comments, say how great we're doing, hopefully, or some <laughs> ideas on how to maybe improve things a bit, or games you'd like to have us play, movies you'd like us to watch, filling in the gaps, podcast at gmail.com is still probably the best way to get a hold of us. Though we do tend to check comments when we get them. We have so few that we, we treasure them.
1: <laughs> Put them in little glass boxes. Gaps filled or more gaps created
0: Stop. Stop is that in your notes? Stop.
1: Stop changing the rules. I don't know what that uh stop changing the rules. Oh yeah, yeah. Um yeah, but this one yeah this this room, just call that trash. This, this, th- <laughs> cut to you laughing. <laughs> um,
0: Next time,
1: five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've got ten pages, man. If I can be able to finish this. Well, let's just try.
0: <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about a movie called Synecdoche, New York. This is a Charlie Kaufman film. Not just written, but also directed. You like this movie.
1: Yeah, I love this movie, and you know why.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure I do, because to be honest, I'm not a big fan. And I've told you that, and that's about as much as I've told you, because I didn't want to get into it. I wanted to save it for now. But here's the problem the first 30 seconds of a one minute trailer were talking about the other films that he had written. <laughs> uh. The user gets a lower point than a super critic or whatever peasants. So...
1: <laughs> I was... I'll remember at the end. Anyway, yeah.
0: <laughs> remember <We're laughs> at the end, <laughs> far into the spoiler yeah. section. All this and more on the next episode of Filling in the Gaps.